Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast. We hope you're well and thanks for joining us on this week's show. On the show this week, we will be looking ahead to the massive North London derby this coming Sunday. Also, we'll be giving our opinion on the new stadium art, which was unveiled yesterday. Uh, and before we get stuck into those two things, we do have the minor FA Cup third round game to take a look back on. And with me to discuss all of this is Steve. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Good evening. I'm good, mate. How are you? No complaints. We're a day close to the weekend. It's Friday tomorrow. The weather's bleak, but let's not get stuck into that. Actually, just on that, we have not spoke about the weather on this podcast for quite some time. I mean, technically, you've just spoken about it. So Yeah, but, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm bringing it up now, which made me then think we haven't. That's because all things are rosy at Arsenal. And I think maybe when we started doing the podcast, it was a bit shit. <laughs> so maybe we're just <laughs> trying not to, to talk about Arsenal too much. Literally. And I, can, I see you're sporting another lovely training top there. The man who doesn't wear training tops. Is this going to be just something we discuss on a week? basis moving forward or i think so is that a half zip is it or a full zip i'm i'm a half zip man to be honest half with zip you. man nice mm. Do love that's zip. that's your uniform like if you were a cartoon character you'd have a carhartt beanie mm. an arsenal training jacket and some skinny jeans no harm in that <laughs> pink, no socks. Harm in that <laughs> pink socks to go with your pink hoodie absolutely it's actually salmon <laughs> Oh, geez. I knew that was coming. As soon as I said it, I knew you'd have a, a salmon retort, uh, to say the least. But um, let's get stuck into things, shall we? Enough of the nonsense. Um, let's have a little look back to Oxford, I guess. You were at the game somehow, one of the, the few that managed to get a ticket. You ended up with two tickets, though. I How did. How manage that? Just, um, just a hustler, I know, mate. Just playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. So I got one off Twitter. For a friend, um, and then oh, yeah. was traveling down, but that wasn't the home end thing. Mm. But I just thought, to be to be honest, had we have not played in the white kit, I wouldn't have gone. But because we were playing in the special kit, I thought it's kind of a cool, you know, event. It's a bit of a one-off. I thought I'll go, and it's not too mm. far for me. Um, and basically spent the entirety of my journey re- refreshing Twitter, searching Oxford Spare tonight. And mm. yeah, one message something came up on a feed and I, I, I messaged them and yeah. And then managed to sell my my ticket in the home end as well. Face value as well. Kind yeah, of. face yeah, always it has to be face value. We're not we're not mugging people off on this show, are we? No. No, no, absolutely not. So going into the game, starting lineup, a little bit stronger up top than I thought it was gonna be. Would you probably second that? I thought the team was generally genuinely a lot, a lot stronger than I thought would be you know full stop I thought we'd go um a little bit more experimental mm. um but no it was it was pretty much like you know apart from that midfield and and and, and uh, the goalkeeper it, it was incredibly strong um it, it was sort of strange wasn't it because like, I felt like at the back we looked pretty solid and you know that, that front three looked really solid but the sort of disparity was in the midfield mm. um and that sort of proved to be that the an issue in it, and especially that first half, it just didn't reach into jail. We weren't really, we weren't, we, we weren't really like clicking into gear, were we? No, yeah, we, I don't think anybody. It was a really poor game of football, wasn't it? It wasn't great, um, even from a neutral perspective. It wasn't as if Oxford were pinning us back or peppering our goal in any way, shape, or form. I think, you know. It's not something I like to talk about too much. It's not something really in the modern game that you have to say too often. But the pitch. As soon as you saw it, and I think there was one incident very early on um, when the ball was coming back, it was played back to, to Turner in goal. It took several bobbles and changed direction. And you could see him just being like, oh my fucking God, what am I dealing with here this evening? Um, and look, as much as you don't like to say, use it as an excuse and both sets of players have to play on it. There was a team on that pitch who were more comfortable let's say probably unused to playing on a pitch that terrible whereas we're used to playing on carpets every week mm. but it, it really didn't help the, the flow of the game in any way shape or form and I think that really played a massive part into the into the first half and the quality of the, the game we saw but the point you raise Steve about um, you know the disparity between the back and the front line and what was in the middle look we're gonna have to I'm just gonna go straight in and ask 
we've spoken about it before. You know where I'm going. I can see you smiling at me. But Samuel Conga in the centre of that midfield. Thoughts? Personally, I'd like to, yeah, based upon that performance, I'd like to see him start Sunday in the mm-hmm. north of the derby. It's always, always a snowy response to me. I love it. Oh, uh, you know what? I battle. It's my inner demon. Yeah. Um, to be honest, wasn't great, was it? But like, but like you said, the pitch wasn't great. Mm. He hasn't had loads of minutes, but it was still a bit like, yeah, it was very underwhelming, wasn't it? Um, but then I think the first half as a whole was. Mm. It just felt like a bit of a messy game. We couldn't really get get our hands, you know, get 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 to grips with what was going on. Mm. And I just feel like he was just another part of that. Um, I don't know. Am I being am I being a bit harsh? Maybe. Maybe because I, I think he's good enough. I, I, to be fair to you, I did see a lot of. I mean, listen, yeah, take Twitter with a pinch of salt, and obviously, as football fans, we're, we're very reactionary. That's why mm. it's all sort of good to sort of kind of look back a few days later. Mm. I do think he would benefit from, from a loan spell, and a then loan? maybe a, a maybe loan spell, yeah, and then maybe. see where you are in twelve months. I don't think he's up. To, he's. I mean, if you look at the standard, he's nowhere near. Nowhere near. Um, and, and I think that says more about the lack of our. I say it, we should play um, squad depth bingo every time yeah. I mention squad depth. Sorry, listener, but I feel like that it's true though. You know that is a reflection of the lack of depth in the squad. So he gets in, mm. um, you know, and that's that. But, I mean, yeah, that is that. We know that the depth of the squad's not as it's not where it needs to be um, to be able to compete on all fronts throughout the season, right? You're going to have to, you know, I think even before we, we looked ahead to the game and it would be one competition this season in particular that I, I wouldn't mind not throwing, but if we got knocked out early, which could happen um, because of who we have to, to play in the next round, it wouldn't probably bother me as much as it might have done if it was a normal season. Um, but I think one of the things, sometimes I do feel like I, I, I judge him, uh, sorry, Lukonga a little bit, harsher than I probably should but we've seen bits and bobs of him right and I think yeah inconsistency for him not getting regular minutes uh, and one of the things that we even said about Nketiah when he came to the squad was you know once you're surrounded by the first team different players you might see a different player um, but I think we have seen snippets of Lukonga during his time at Arsenal in the good side yeah, and it's even then it's not quite been to the level like he's the, he's in that kind of position where you you need to take full control, um, or not full control, but you need to take your opportunities, right? You need to show massive intent, and I, I just I just rarely see anything from him, um, which makes me think he's got a future. Is it worth sending him out on loan? It's a good one. It's, it's that's massively up for debate, isn't it? Where do you send him? You know, you've got to send him to a side where he's actually going to get regular game time as well. I just looked actually; he's twenty three now. So he'll be 24 mm, next not, season, which is... He's not young. I feel like that pivotal time for a player mm. is like 18, 21. That's when you loan him out. Because I, I feel like by, you know, 23, 24, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but I feel like you should you should establish, especially like, a, a you know, if, if you're playing at the level of Arsenal, City, United, Chelsea, Tottenham, mm-hmm. you know, any of those clubs in that top six, even really top 10, I think by this, you know, that age, you should sort of know where you stand. Um, it, it, it reminds me very much of like someone like Ainsley. I mean, Ainsley and 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 um, Reese Nelson. I mean, they're, I think they're much better than him, and they've shown a lot more. Mm. But, can, but you know, they're they're sort of in that same conversation as like, what's what's the end goal here? Where's it going to go? Because it, you just if you look at the drop off in st- in quality from where you know our first eleven is to where these guys are. You know, do you do you keep them as your squad players? I don't know. Um, probably not. Probably like not, we said, no. though, it's that drop off, isn't it? I mean, if we we need to build a better squad, it could be. I mean, for me, and, and I said it, I think it'd be even a couple of months back, and it's a case of I, I can't, I just can't see. It. I haven't seen anything from him which makes me think, yeah, there's a player there. I haven't mm. seen a match, even one match, where I'm like, wow, yeah, I can see what why we bought him you usually yeah. like let's I'll, I'll use Fabio Vieira as an example for that kind of analogy because look he hasn't 
been as great as we might have thought he was going to be for whatever reason that he's adapting you know it's it's you know the 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 leap from let's be honest the, the portuguese premier league to the english premier league is <laughs> astonishing to say the least the, the levels are miles apart but at least we've seen flashes from him right we've seen performances he's done bits scored a fantastic goal and uh, down at brentford etc so we've seen little glimpses of why he's been brought in and i just and i know look they're different players so you're not going to necessarily see the same things but you know, Thomas Pye doesn't score goals every week. Again, not comparing the two, but you see why he's there. You see the qualities. Um, even when he was first brought in, he just needed to find the, you know, consistencies in his game and stop getting injured, which has happened. And there we go. He's flying. Um, I, I just think it'd be a case of what we bought him for around 15 mil. I'd say it's time to uh, try and recoup that if possible, which I think should be possible. To be honest, he's been involved in a, in a squad where you know, let's be honest. If you know Liverpool, we we always use them use them as an example. You know, they've sold some names that did bugger all, <laughs> but double that. To be honest with you, yeah, no, I I would agree. I I would sort of, yeah, knock that one on the head. I mean, listen, not not every transfer, no, you know, not not every player you bring in is going to be successful. Mm. I think it's it's easy to sort of swallow when you're paying like 15 million, 15, 20 million. You know, like in comparison, the Nicolas Pepe situation, mm. I felt like we hung on a lot longer there because of purely the price tag that came with that. Um, mm. You know, it's a shame, but yeah, I, I'm just looking actually um, at his first ever game. So can, do you remember his debut? Absolutely not. So his first, well, league debut was against Chelsea. Um, I don't think he played at Brentford. He might have actually, but I was looking because I, I, I remember the the the, the, the Chelsea game, um, and I was, I was just looking at our team. Actually, it's quite it's quite incredible, really looking back. You know, Martinelli up front, the Congre, Jack midfield, Pepe, Smith Rowe, Saka, Tierney, Murray, Holding, Cedric, and Leno. Um, and he did. You see, I yeah, played the he played the whole game. So and that, yeah. and that's that, was, that was a good game from memory. That was the kind of. The, the starting point really wasn't it? if that if that's the game Brentford? well my point is that, that I'm trying to make is he's, you know he's been around a long time now um mm. and he's like you said it it's it's a tricky one because he doesn't get masses of game time but then mm. what you do see from him it's just like I mean he he may as well have not been on the pitch the other night for what he did like it was just like a recognizable but, you know, we, had, we, we, had, we had no midfield, um, you know, but then at the same time, Al Nenny didn't look particularly great either. And then he had like quite a good second half. Yeah, I mean, look, we might as well just get into the second half because, look, the first half, there wasn't a lot to talk about. It was, as we said, really poor. There was nothing really in there. You've got something in it, have you? He did start his first game with against Brentford, his league debut in that Brentford. awful 2-0 defeat last season. Ah, less said about that, the better. Yeah, uh, we don't we don't need to rewind the beginning of last season. Jesus Christ, that seems like a different <laughs> seems like a different lifetime ago. Uh, I know, right? Getting stuck into the second half, and I do think you know, touching on the midfield there, the pivotal moment I think for the for the game was Jack and Jintenko coming off the bench. And look, yeah. they didn't do anything groundbreaking when they came off the bench, but they just showed the quality. They took control of the the centre midfield. We then had a centre midfield. We then started to dominate the play. It was it was as simple as that. Um, you took yeah. the conger out. You put in a couple of players who didn't necessarily have to exert themselves to any great degree, but you know within the blink of an eye, we won the up. Um, and then it was two and three, two, two and three nil. So you know we put the game to bed. But looking at the goals, what did you make of the first goal? Great to see on any uh, score with a, a towering header. I think that might be. We take that with a pinch of salt. But <laughs> what did you make of the first goal? What were your thoughts? Goal of the season. Goal of the season. Um, it was. It was. It was a good ball from yeah. Vieira for, for the set piece. And then, yeah, it was Vieira, right? It yeah, was definitely yeah. Vieira. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good ball. Good header. I feel like with, with that sort of header, it's it's coming at you. You know. A considerable pace you know mm. the job is just if you can get that on target but it was it was good it was really good actually because it was where the away one was was, mm. was, right, was right in front of me uh the goals right in front of me so got a great view of all three goals um it did sort of settle the nerves 
I'd say nerves is the wrong word. Like, I never felt under pressure. Like, I never felt we'd lose. Uh, I don't know how it felt at home, but like, you know, when you get these sort of games where there's like, you know, the, the home crowd are up for it and there's a cup shop, I never really felt like that because Oxford didn't really do anything. They were yeah. shit. Um, but it was sort of nice to, once you, you know, once, once you got that first goal, you know, the, the, the floodgates open, right? And yeah, we sort of took the pressure off. And that's when, you know, we, we scored the second, we got the third, and, um, you know, it locked that door. And, Listen, you know, it took it well, good ball in. And I think, you know, I think after, after you know, a really painful first half, it couldn't have come soon enough. Yeah, no, it definitely couldn't have come soon enough. But um, one of the things you did say to me, though, as much as you had just said you didn't think we were going to lose, you were getting Nottingham Forest vibes, I believe, is what you said to me. Um, I could kind of second that, though, because as much as you didn't fear you, could, you were going to lose the game because of what you were witnessing, but it is a cup game. You're just, it's that anxiety within mm. you that kind of starts starts going off the alarm bells and like oh jesus arsenal please don't do this we'll be we had enough banter thrown us yeah. in the last number of years i don't i don't want oxford adding to our world <laughs> <laughs> I mean? so, could you imagine had we have lost that white kit would have never seen the light of day ever again never never um, again one one thing i would say so sorry to sort of take us down another uh, the path like before, oh, we love that on this show yeah we do um even before the game, so I'd say Sunday night when the FA Cup draw took place, at that point when we were given Man City, obviously I was mm. delighted. You know, who, who doesn't want Man City away in the fourth round of the FA Cup? Exactly. Um, you know, when, you, when you're playing Tottenham and Man United and then City in the space of two weeks, it did sort of make me feel like if we did get knocked out, which, I, which, if I'm honest, I knew that was the chances that were incredibly slim. I never really yeah. felt we like we'd lose, but it did almost sort of soften up. I did almost think like, you know what? If we do, you know, worst comes to worst, is going to it? We're missing out on City away. Is it like, like, like you said last week, and, I, and at the time I was very much like, you know, all for going for the FA Cup. But when you sort of get down that hand and you look at our game, I look at our fixtures. Mm. I just don't know if it's that City game is one. One too big a fixture, too many. You know, you've got Tottenham, boom, Man United, Man City, then you go to Everton, then you've got City again. It's 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 an intense few weeks. And I don't know if we've got enough in the tank for that. Um, but listen, you know what? I feel like we could definitely win up there without skipping, you know, <laughs> skipping the sec- skipping over the second half. I just think that sort of kind of did play on my mind a little bit, you know, going into the game and, and throughout the game. So that there wasn't really the nerves. No. No, like the, for- no, the forest no, no, no. game was stressful. Like that was just we were awful at that. Yeah, I, don't think, I, yeah. I can't remember a single chance. I think Eddie had a head head over that. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah, no. We, luckily, the the first half didn't flow into the the second. Um, otherwise, it could have been Nottingham Forest esque. But moving on to the the, the second goal, um, decent goal. Um, I thought there was some lovely play. Uh, Vieira played a lovely kind of reverse ish pass through to Eddie and Ketia, um, who decided to round the keeper with ease uh, and then just nonchalantly slot, slot it into an empty net. I thought that was a good goal. Um, mm. Some good play. Uh, and again, you know, I spoke about Vieira earlier. Didn't do anything massively groundbreaking. And again, you, when you look at the opposition, you can't judge too much. But he had some good moments. Two assists in the game. Um, played played relatively well in that second half. Um so that's that's kind of what we're saying, really. He's taking his opportunities and showing us those glimpses of what's possible, whereas obviously Lukonga did not. But yeah, it's a very good second goal. I thought it was well taken. Uh, do, you, do you have any uh, extra thoughts to add to that? Um, just think, Eddie. He, he, he seems a lot more confident for the goal, mm. um, and I think that's just come with game time. And to be fair, like you know, we've been very critical of him. I was. Even recently, I, I still said I'm, I'm not entirely sure that we can go the whole season, you know, without a striker. But you know, credit to him, you know, he took it really well, and and, and I appreciate it's only against Oxford, but I feel like there's been a real um, sort of rise in his confidence. You can sort of see that the way he sort of, even like in the third goal as well, like the way he took that, it was just really nice, really sort of cool, calm, collected. Um, you know, almost look, he, he took it with such ease. Yeah, like you know, he didn't even have to think about it. Um, whereas in the past, you know, we've seen him 
being a bit rash in front of goal. Um, yeah. So that was good to see. Really good to see two goals on the rows, um, you know, and really nice assist from, from, from Vieira. And like you said, like with Vieira, you, you can say, yeah, you only play in Oxford, but at the same time, like his opportunity, you know, he's a number 10 style player. He's, Show he's, do, he's, he's doing yeah. what a number 10 should do. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's exciting. It's exciting. A long way to go with him, though. I think, I think, with, oh, yeah. I think with Vieira, like because of the price tag, um, because the market is inflated, there's that extra little bit of pressure, which um, is always added on. And it, yeah, is only, no, it is only his first season as well, right? So no, exactly. And you got also we always seem well, I seem to forget that he came. You know, he was injured at the start of the season. He actually didn't play for us for yeah. for a while coming into the season. So. And again, it's a weird season, you know, as he kind of found his fitness, then the season stops, then he's back in again. And yeah, he, he hasn't had much game time either. But yeah, I, I think it's, again, I've seen enough from him in the glimpses that I have seen to think, right, yeah, there's something to work with there. There's definitely potential. Beef him up a little bit, send him to it's, McDonald's on a diet or something. Um, he does need <laughs> beefing up a bit. I think I think you should like, kind of, you, know, you could write the book on that. <laughs> I'm built exactly tall, like tall, I'm Vieira. Tall, slim blokes, literally. Literally, I'm built like that chap, to be honest with you, but I'm not playing Premier League football. He's got the Danny Danny Sabayas about him, hasn't he? He just he hasn't got he hasn't got the massive boat feet though. Like the Danny wind Sabayas, would though. just blow him over. What is Danny Sabayas yeah. doing? Is he still a professional footballer? Is he not still at Real Madrid? Surely not. Well, he came on in the Champions League final, didn't he? I remember that. He's terrible, isn't he? It was weird. He had a good song, though. He had a great song. Dan, Dan, how was it? Ah, oh, something about Danny Sabias. He drinks Estrella, he eats paella. He's 26, Danny Sabias. Is he? He's definitely going to end up on, he's gonna, he's definitely gonna end up on like, some like Love Island sort of show in a few years. In, he's, in he's, Spain? He's, yeah, he's still around Madrid. I, he's still I around can't Madrid. believe he's playing for Real Madrid. Squad, wow. Good squad player, though. Let's be honest, I wouldn't mind him as a squad player. Maybe. He wouldn't be starting for me in any way, shape or form. But if you add him on the bench, he's still a lot better than some of the bench he's, options we have lately. He's a handsome looking chap, I'll give him that. All right, Steve, calm down. We, we do love a handsome chap on here. Yeah, we do. We do indeed. You love looking at yourself in the Zoom camera, don't you? <laughs> no, I look like a fish. <laughs> Hang on, you look like a thumb earlier. That's what you said to me. But speaking of good songs, one of the, the key highlights to come out of Oxford away the other day, and I don't know whether I've heard this before or not. The on any song. The on any song. It's not new. It's not, is it? But I haven't heard no, it. So I've heard as... it before. I've yeah, I've heard it at loads of away games. It's not new at all. I was singing that years ago. Oh, right, gee, all right. It, it well, it, cut it that, did... we'll cut that out. It did, um, you know, it made the rounds on Twitter and people were like the new Arsenal chant and it was like, it's not new, lads. It's not new. I don't know. Why is to, it be, still, I don't... to be fair, yeah. though, like it's more of like a song that's sung in the concourse. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, it's, well, it's, How, it's not... how often do you get to sing about Mohamed Elneny when he's well, playing that too, and that scoring too. goals? I prefer, there's, there's a pyramid song as well, but we, we won't sing that one. Oh, Jesus. You can you can tell me that after the show because I've not heard that one either. Uh, and I can <laughs> only imagine what it's like, to be honest with you. But the, the one only other thing I kind of wanted to, to ask you about uh, and bring up was something which came to light. I think it was either, might have been earlier today, but once again, the FA have decided to charge Arsenal with improper conduct for not being able to control their players. Oh, yeah. And it's for the, the most ridiculous incident um, it was, I think it was in the first half. Handball, yeah, handball penalty. If far was there, which it wasn't, so I don't really care, but and it doesn't matter because it didn't affect the result. But you know, the, the Arsenal players surrounded the ref, and it was even brought up on the commentary that you know, Arsenal did it in an unsavory manner. It just feels like all other teams can kind of get away with this on a regular basis, but again, the minute Arsenal mm. decide to, to start trying to influence the referee, it's you know, it's the worst thing that's ever been done. But And the FA just seemed to lap it up and just come after us. Do you, uh, I mean, I think I said it in the group chat. I think we'll probably get done for, for breathing against Spurs uh, on Sunday by the FA, to be perfectly honest with you, the way they're going. Is there anything you, you feel towards that? Do you think it's just a load of bollocks? I mean, I don't, again, I'm not going to think there's any sort of conspiracy or... Yeah. We're not, we're, like not, 
we're not getting we're not you know going down the route of the X Files. Um, to be honest, I, I did feel like it, we looked a little bit animated. It does look a little bit silly, um, especially given that the 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 opponent and who you are. Mm. You know, you're you are, you know, a, a Goliath in the football world playing this little, you know, this little team. Um, as we go, you know, to act like that, I did think was a bit, it's a bit cringe to be honest. However, does it warrant a, um, you know, misconduct charge? I think, no, I think that's ridiculous as well. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. It happens every week. It happens every week. It's yeah. it's so inconsistent. But then I think that's just life. Like that's just life. That's it's not football. Refereeing in general, isn't it? It's, well, it's just it's just life, mate. Like shit happens, and life is <laughs> unfortunately life isn't fair. Fucking um, hell, you're taking a turn here. We've got. You know, I don't want to start going on about life. Um, well, I'm talking about life and football. But I, I saw, you know, I posted it on this chat earlier. I saw uh, the, the Tottenham's penalty last season. That Son was mm. involved in. I, I'd never seen it back because. I, I've never watched that game back after leaving the ground. Like, in this doesn't interest me. I can't believe they got a penalty for that. Like, so are you surprised by anything that goes against this? No, I'm absolutely not because I've seen it so often. Um, but yeah, it's and you can like, guarantee there's going to be some fucking horrendous decision that will go against us on Sunday. Don't say that, don't which say goes that. nicely into Sunday. It does, yeah. You're, you're giving me a lovely segue um, into our next partner show. That's obviously previewing the massive North London derby, which is taking place at half past four on Sunday afternoon, if you weren't aware. I'm sure you were. Uh, like most of us, we live for this fixture because it's not necessarily the away fixture so much. The home one for sure. Um, but the, the away one is always one that gets the ass twitching just a smidge, to say the least. But looking into it, the head-to-head against Spurs is 85 wins. Fantastic. 54 draws, 67 losses. So yeah, heavily in our favour of being the most dominant side in North London. If you didn't know that already, it's fact. There's no shying away from it. And that's not even if bring into fact the trophies, uh, which we can parade in front of them and the lack of that that they have. Current form going into it. Look, Spurs have been weird this season. Really, really weird. Really weird. Um, I am waiting, like most of us, for the meltdown of Antonio Conte. I really, really, really want to see that show. Do you want to see that show? It's coming. Hopefully we hopefully we see it on Sunday. The thing is with, with, with them, like early doors, they were start of the season, they were, they were grinding results out. Um, they had their, their best, they, let's not forget, they had their best ever start to a Premier League mm, season this season. Yeah, but they weren't playing good football. Playing really bad football. And um, I think Mourinho and Conte, you know, come from that same school of football, very defensive minded, mm. um, very hard to watch, but it, it does get your results. Um, unfortunately, it's not sustainable. And I think we've seen that with them. Uh, I watched the Villa game the other day. Uh, they literally, they, they were terrible. You know, mm. Villa beat them 2-0. They've beaten Portsmouth, they've beaten Portsmouth since. And they 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 won at yeah. Palace, didn't they? But I, to be honest, Palace were had a terrible season. They really they're not great at all. Um, it's 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 one of those, isn't it? Like we we love a football cliche. Form goes out the window. It will go out the window. There's so much riding on this game. Um, mm. To be fair, there's so much riding on the next two, like next week, Sunday to Sunday. Massive week. Uh, it's. I feel like it will define our season, not mathematically, but mentally. I feel like if we can come out of this in a good position, you know, even if we drop points, whatever, if we're still in a good position, I feel like that could really, you know, help us, really kick us on. Um, you know, we've hopefully we, you know, we had a few a few new players, you know, in the mix as well. But if if it goes south, I, I just, yeah, it's, it's such a pivotal point. You do that, fear if it goes you do, yeah, because if you if you let's say you know worst case scenario you know you lose both, so yeah, Spurs United, and you you start second in the league in the space of a week, like, like I don't I don't think that will happen, but I think it's massive, massive for us, and it's we're long we're long overdue, um, a, a victory there. 
We really are. Uh, it's funny you say like form goes out the window and yeah, it's a football cliche when it comes to derby games because usually that is the case. But I think one thing which has become abundantly clear in this fixture over the last number of years is home side rules. Nine times out of ten, it would appear mm. that the home side in this fixture wins the match. Um, you know, we beat them handsomely this season, last season but they seem to do it the other way around um, when we go to their place. It'd be great to get the first victory at the, the toilet bowl. I think that would be be a lovely touch because uh, we obviously haven't got a result there just yet. Um, performances have been shit in the toilet bowl. Uh, no pun intended there whatsoever. It's but, yeah, yeah, it has been really bad. I think the last time we nearly beat him away was at Wembley when Aubameyang missed the penalty. Mr. Penalty Ram- Ramsey, was he playing for us? One, was it a one-all draw? I, I remember an astonishing... I think so. It was a last-minute penalty. Yeah. But it was Burt Burt made one of the, the, the best saves I think. Well, David Seaman aside, uh, FA Cup semi-final, but one of the greatest saves I think I've ever seen in an Arsenal shirt from Burton Leno that day. Actually, I just remembered Aaron Ramsdale last season, so we'll take that back. But it was an astonishing double save, I think, and mm. got up and palmed it over. Phenomenal. But... I think it's not just a massive you know, week for us. I think it's a massive weekend for the top of the league. Um, obviously, it's Derby weekend. You've got the, the Manchester Derby as well on the Saturday. So big. So that's, that's the other thing. And it's not for the first time this season. We're going to go into a big game or, or a game. And there might be added pressure on us if City obviously go and get three points. But just very quickly, and I've gone back and forth, by the way, in my head about this. But... What result would you look for in the Manchester Derby on Saturday? Oh, it has to be a United win. I fucking hate United, though. But, and the reason I've been back and forth, because usually I'd be going, yeah, Man United win. They're not far behind. <laughs> no, they, they are a silent assassin. Mm. There's been very little kind of coverage on it, but they've been creeping at the table. They've been ever since Ronaldo left. It's, it's changed the, the 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 mindset of the club. It's who sort of lifted have, that smoke. Who would have thought that an <clears throat> overplayed, overpaid superstar with an ego would leave a club and then miraculously the team becomes better? Where the fuck have we seen that before? I Steve? know it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, it really is. They're only four points behind C. So I, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one because if they get and again, it's the you know you just spoke about our mental state after the next week or even just after the weekend what about their mental state if they beat City and then come to the Emirates next week mm. they'll be riding high as well so it's there's so many different ways yeah. to look at it they've got a game sandwich in between which is definitely a massive plus that was for us recently thrown in it is against yeah. who we've just mentioned being fairly shy Crystal Palace Palace, <laughs> uh, Palace? It is at Palace, yeah. Mm. Yeah. See, Palace of recent times have always been very tricky to beat at, at, at South Park, but that does absolute shit this season. Um, yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. Listen, a draw would be great, to be honest, you know, if they both drop points. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, like, if, if City do drop points, it all, so if City win, pressure's on... Mm. If City drop points, pressure's on. The pressure's on. The pressure's, pressure's always on. on. It's, it's, tough, it's yeah. like, well, they've dropped points. You're going to take advantage. Um, I, I honestly don't think they, 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 the way that Arteta drills them, they'll even be thinking about that game. It's such a big game uh, against Tottenham. And there's so much rise in it. And, you know, and for Tottenham as well, like, you look at that, not that I give a shit, but you look at their fixtures, they've got some really tricky fixtures coming up. So if they, if they lose to us and they lose to City, they could fall skyrocket down the table. Um, yeah, you know, listen, I mean, hopefully, we absolutely destroy them on Sunday and then they do us a massive favor in a few weeks of BC. I mean, it would be it would be fantastic. I mean, we're 11 points ahead of Spurs as it stands with a game in hand. So, you know, if we can go what 14 points clear with a game in hand of them, that would be that's but, nice, right? But uh, again, we, not when did when when did we last have St. Totteran's Day? Do you know, what? time ago, <laughs> yes, it's too long, unfortunately, far, far too long. But, you know, the funny thing is for us, and we'll always have it, I've already mentioned it, but to fall back on is they can have their little day in the sun, but 
They've got nothing to show for it. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to show. Uh, it's, it's funny, right? Because their fans will say, I'm up here where Arsenal didn't finish above us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, great, good times. Didn't didn't win a thing. <laughs> and, a and, during that period, we won like four FA Cups. Yeah. I know, I, know what, what, I know what I'd rather have. Do you know what I mean? But Steve, that's what big clubs do. They win trophies, mate. They don't they bottle do. everything that they no. see. And release a lot of training wear. <laughs> I did. We love, yeah, we love training wear. But one of the things I actually did see which really cracked me up is I think they released um, a partnership with Coca-Cola. And then the tweet of the, the day and response to that was, yep, brilliant partnership. I can really see how this works. Both experts in bottling. I just thought, you know what? <laughs> It's fantastic. Yeah, you can't, you can't question. Uh, the internet is too quick. It is, it is. Um, but that's we love brilliant. it. It's oh, a lovely yeah. relationship with with the internet. You get some absolute belters, but you also get some absolute trifles. I, I love when like kind of random companies like Specsavers or you know Ryanair will like <laughs> just kind of just completely troll football clubs. It's just like yeah. obviously when it's you know not when it's about your own club, but when it's about other clubs, it's just all football players. It's just so funny. Yeah, I think Ryanair had a good good time at the World Cup, didn't they? I think they had a mm. lot of fun with Spain coming home early and getting on the plane, and they had a good chuckle at that for sure. Um, it is great, which is always funny, isn't it? To be honest with you, but so look, how are the nerves though? This is the game I am always actually no, the game I'm most nervous about is the home game because that's the one one game where I really really don't want to lose it. The away one because you're away, I'm still very nervous about it, but if you lose it. Don't, it would never hurt as much as losing the home game. Yeah. Now Look I you know you're you're a confident man going into most games. If I ask you how you're feeling, confident is usually what you say. You're confident for Sunday. Oh, there's a grimace. Oh, I've got that feeling when I think about it in the stomach. Doesn't make it any worse that we've got Man United after, who I hate as well. Like I. I and that's at home. It's a stress. It's going to be a stressful seven days. Um, yeah, it's going to be. All I, don't, out there, I, don't, I don't. I don't know, mate. I don't know how I feel about Sunday. Um, fucking, you'll get as good as mine. Like, will ha- okay, will Harry Kane get a penalty on Sunday? He, I mean, he's written the stars that he will. It's, it's, is he one goal away from surpassing their all time? Oh, don't say that. Yeah, he's leveled. Their all-time goal, top goal scorer. I think he can surpass it. It is written in the stars, and it'll be a penalty. Yeah, not even that. It's just he's the sort of bloke that would just definitely make it happen that he'll do the record against Arsenal. Oh, I don't want to see that. I really don't want to see that. I mean, you can go and do it, and if we have the last laugh, fair enough. Because it's go and celebrate your pointless bollocks like yours. You know, do. it would be great if we were like two one up, and then he equalises in like ninety fourth minute to break the record. And then it's like offside. That would be immense. That would be but fucking immense. I, I would take that all day. The stress. Could you, could you imagine the celebrations? The celebrations for the goal that's allowed would be just as big as the goal. I think that you'd, the laugh afterwards would be, I think you could live off that for quite some time, actually, to be honest. Yeah. Here we go. Harry Kane could break, could hit 200 Premier League goals against Arsenal and break Jimmy Greaves' goal scoring record. <sighs> What I will say though is, in times gone by, you know this thing would definitely come and bite us on the ass. But I just think, I don't know, things are going different this season. We've said it like before, we we are different. Yeah, things feel different, even in they games. Do. Like it's different. They do feel different, and like even like Man City, they lost two 0 last night in Southampton. I, I didn't at, see any of that. What was the squad? What was the team that they put out like? Was it strong? Solid. Or? Jack Grealish, hundred million man. They had. Um, uh, Harland off the bench. It wasn't. It, it was strong, like very strong. Like what you'd expect from from Man City, and and yeah, they lost two 0 Um, I can I can just quickly tell you. I know this is an Arsenal podcast, but listen, we got to enjoy. Uh, we got to enjoy little things. Absolutely. Um, so get the lineup up for you now. So, um, Cancelo, Walker, Laporte, Gomez, Palmer, Phillips, Gundogan, Foden, Alvarez, Grealish. That's strong enough, yeah. Okay, Harlan came on 56 minutes for Grealish. Rodri came on. The Bruyne oh. came on at half time. Ake came on. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Southampton have been pretty woeful this season as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, what else? 
what else can you say about that? Like, it's a solid... I mean, even they're 11. Mm. Players like the Port, Walker, Vindigan, like, Cowan Phillips, Foden, yeah. Alvarez, Grealish, like... It's a few hundred million, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, love that. Chelsea yeah. are playing tonight, actually. It's Fulham. It's the saw, eight o'clock. Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. Fulham, it's, uh, it's funny. Fulham are going into the game in seventh and Chelsea are tenth. Sorry. Oh, uh, so seventh. Fulham are seventh. Fulham and Brentford, uh, uh, seventh and um, no, Fulham and Brighton and Brentford are seventh, eighth, and ninth. And then Chelsea are in tenth. What the fuck? I know that seems mad. I can see Fulham beating them tonight as well. Yes. Um, yeah, that would be another. Is it where is it? Is it Fulham or is Craven Cottage? Yeah, Craven Cottage. Yeah, I I might watch that. I might watch 15 minutes kickoff. So, listener, hopefully. When you listen to this on um, Thursday, Friday, we'll know. We'll know. You'll either, you'll either be having a quick laugh, laugh to yourself at this very moment, and if you are, enjoy it. Yeah. Never let it. <laughs> if you know any Chelsea supporters, uh, let them know about themselves. Abamyang is apparently off again. You want to go back to Barcelona? <laughs> Fucking hell. Said to you, mate, that was never ever going to work. Um, no. Never. And like, we, saw, we, we saw enough of him at Arsenal to think that, yeah, you can go to Chelsea now. I don't really yeah. care. Because you're not doing anything. I know. I know we should, we should be talking about Tottenham. Um, should we? But it's easy to avoid it because it's just stressful. Jay Felix. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, we're talking about Chelsea, not Tottenham. Then, if you're talking about Jay Felix. Oh yeah, I've meant to say moving aside from Tottenham. That's all right. We'll just, on the, just on the oh, Jay yeah. Felix thing because obviously we were linked with him. Yeah, we were linked with him. Exciting link. Money was ridiculous, as we said. Um, Equally, though, look, can I see why he's gone somewhere like Chelsea? Yeah, genuinely, I can. Because let's be honest here, Chelsea's got nothing up top, as we've just said. Yeah. Bamiang is their option. Everybody else seems to be injured because um, they've got a massive issue with injuries at the minute. But if he came to Arsenal, he's not walking into that side. He's really, yeah. really not. Um, no. He's not replacing any of the front three as it stands. Why would you? And Ketty is doing a business. Martinelli and Saka, they're, they're, they're starting 11 every week. So I can kind of see why he didn't want to come there. Because um, he's just not going to get the game time. He might as well just stay where he is. Mm. So, look, I get it. Let's just hope it, you know, he has a terrible time at Chelsea and continues there, plummet down the, the league table. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I like... I think there was reservations before. I would have liked... Listen, it would have been great if we could have signed him. Um and I'm, I'm still holding out that we're going to bring some players in. Look, I think we were. I think the, the, the Mudrick deal has got to happen, hasn't it? I think at this point. I'm not saying it has to because it has to, but I just think all the signs, all the signals are pointing that that's going to come over the line at some point. It's just a matter mm. of time. Is but one enough, we, though? I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't. think so. Um, because my biggest fear, and it's something which we could have done, and I said this to you recently, we need to find an option for what if Nketiah gets injured or if we need to mix it up a little bit, find a plan B. Yeah, I yeah. would have liked to have seen, if you're going to start Martinelli uh, against Oxford, for example, I'd have liked to see Martinelli put down the middle. Why not? Just try it. Not maybe, my, you know, looking back on it in hindsight, pitch, all that stuff might not have been the right one, but at least you tried it because we need to find a different option because that is a big, big fear. Big I guess fear. you've got Smith Roback as well now. So that's the boost. Yeah, Big we boost. didn't mention that. We didn't um, mention that. It's great to see him back, actually. Um, his his little socks. Pop. He loves his little socks, doesn't he? Uh, good friend of mine. Um, <laughs> loves the socks. <laughs> but, you know, he even had a chance to score. That, you know, if he if he was a bit sharper, he might have been able to take it a little bit better. But, look, he's back on the pitch. That's the main thing here. Yeah. Um, because that definitely gives us an option. If he can find some form, I think we forget. Like, remember last season, like Leeds. Like, he, well, he, he was playing some incredible football last season. Really yeah. important player. Like we, you know, people talk about Saka. Sometimes Smith Rowe gets sort of forgotten about. Um, but yeah, that's a boost. Yeah, sorry to take us down, take us take us away from talking about Tottenham. Sport. It's like, that's the question. No, it's, you, you're more than welcome to ask those questions, Steve. And to be honest with you, yeah, it's all relevant to us, one way or another. It's still Arsenal mm-hmm. related, so that's the main thing. It's an Arsenal podcast. 
Not I was chatting. I was chatting to a Tottenham fan actually, a friend of mine. Um, I love that. He's all right, fair. He's not really he's, like a, is he, yeah, is he though? Is he's he? one of them. He's not too invested, but he actually he, he predicts Arsenal win three one. So I was like, I'll take that. I would take that. Take oh, that. that would... I'd love it as well. Like if they went one nil up, and then we came back and absolutely oh. trashed. Them. Yes. I mean, look, the stress. Don't get me wrong. There would be massive amounts of stress when you go behind, but when you come from behind. Yeah. You know what? I would love to go there and just fucking whack them. I would. Just be like, it'll just be incredible just to get one out of this and just, oh, yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't leave the ground alive, but. I'd oh, be all right. You're not going though to this one, right? Yeah. You are going. Yeah. After all the things, I'd never go back to Spurs after last season. First opportunity, he's back. Yeah, I'm weak, can I? Yeah, weak, weak in the knees. I'm not looking forward to it. I keep seeing awful tweets about. They're like Arsenal's official word is "don't wear colours." No shit. <laughs> yeah, don't wear colours. Um, otherwise, you might get yourself in trouble. Keep an eye out for my old man. He's actually flying over to the game this weekend as well. He, he's making a trip over, so hopefully he's a good omen. He hasn't been to. Spurs is he going? Is he? Time. Yeah, he's heading over. Yeah. Oh great! Cool. So I'll yeah, keep, an eye, keep an eye. Imagine you're sat next to him. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? That'd be but cool. For me. The personal experience for this is going to be horrific. I'm going to miss the game live, unfortunately, as I am flying at that moment to America. So, unfortunately, I'm going to be paying for aeroplane Wi-Fi, which I've got no idea what it's like. Will I be able to stream it? Highly unlikely. So I could be keeping up to date with live commentary. You're going to have to. Probably worse to be honest with you, because you're not quite sure what's happening. That's going to be awful, mate. I, I literally complete, I completely forgot that you were flying. You've really dropped the ball there. I mean, I, yeah, I have, to be honest with you. Um, Could you imagine if there's no Wi-Fi and you've just got to wait till you land? And it's not it's as gonna... if it's a quick flight. Do you know what I mean? It's, fuck, a flight to New York's, what, seven, eight hours, something like that. So. And you'll get to New York all excited and it's like... It's the anxiety is going to be a killer. But the annoying thing is, because I'm going to, it's not like I'm traveling within the EU, I have to wait till I get in the terminal before I can connect to Wi Fi. Otherwise, I'm going to get charged out my ass just to find out the score. <laughs> so, because that happened to me. Uh, so, to be, yeah. I mean, I think, who are you flying with? Erlingus. Erlingus. Oh, did they? Oh. They should have. They I'm should have. I'm flying with them. They're okay. They're all right. To be fair, someone on the plane will know. Surely. Surely. If not, I'll be knocking on a pilot. Give a quick call to the old ATC there. Oh, air traffic they'll control. Probably, they'll, probably have it on the, they'll probably have it on the, the old box. Portable telly. <laughs> nah, bruv. We're not, this, the only time I've ever seen live football is SES no, the, or Emirates. Uh, no, I meant the pilots will probably have like a little, you know, portable TV and they're taking the, in, in the cockpit with them. They should. And they should let us know about it if they do. Um, I'll put out a special request. Imagine that. That'd be quite an experience. I reckon you could at least maybe get like a dodgy like five live audio radio stream. 35,000 feet in the air, you're taking a piss. On Wi-Fi, yeah, but you, you can access, you can access um, like online. Yeah, no, I'm hoping, look, I haven't been on, I haven't had to get Wi-Fi on an airplane for quite some time. I'm holding the slightest hope that SkyGo works for me when I'm on the plane, but I can't see it happening, to be honest with you. So, You're going to yeah, Google yeah. Erlingus as you carry on. No, I've already done, I've already done it. Erlingus Wi-Fi. I've done it all, mate. It's going to cost me 26 quid for the duration of the flight. You know what? Right, so Pay it. I'm going to. Pay it. Because I need it. I can't sit there and not know. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be stressful. Uh, but at least I'll be back in time for the United fixture. Uh, just about. Um, I think I land, land back the morning of the United games. So it's going to be a weird North London experience for me, North London Derby experience, but I hope it's a good one. Might be odd. But look, if I don't have to watch it and we win, I'll take it all day long. All take day it long. all day long. I know. I just, I just hope for you, you get a better experience than what you did last season. It, it, it can't be any worse than last year. Yeah, last year was dog shit, wasn't it? Absolutely dog shit. But look, that's enough about the North London Derby. Time to move on to the final piece of the show. Yesterday, 
there were some big announcements announcements by the club. Uh, we finally released the artwork um, for the wrap, the stadium wrap, um, and the updates that are going to be taking place at the Emirates. I don't believe they're on there just yet. I'm actually not sure when they're going to be on there. Did you manage to see when when they're going no, to be No, I'm not sure when they're on. I think it's a few weeks. Well, a few weeks. I, I did read it was the next home game. So United? Yeah. I mean, surely it could be possible. I did, see, it, I did see a... I'm just trying to find a post now. I did see a picture today of the crane outside. I, I don't know. I don't know when. They'll be up when they I mean, it isn't like Arsenal to not know certain timelines around things, you know, injury return dates and mm. when stadium ramps are going to be completed. But, you know, I'm sure most of you have probably seen the stadium ramps by now. But just to give it a little clarify for you, you know, there's an Invincibles one that also has the, the Women's Champions League winners next to them, which is kind of cool. I really like the fact that they've incorporated the, the, the women uh, into the stadium ramp, which is great. There's obviously, the, the I think, probably most of uh, the fan favourite especially the older fan would be the the hybrid rap, you know, the remember who you are. You've got the support clubs flags, which is another good addition. My support you know, clubs on that. Yours yours is on there, is it? Yeah. Happy days. It must be everyone. I think every support club from around the world is on there. Yeah, I guess so. That's it's nice, isn't it? That's quite it a good, nice touch. It is a good touch. You've also got the, you know, welcome to North London, um, Victoria Concordia, Cresset, um the 1886 and the future brilliance which is obviously a nod towards the the hail end academy but i'd love to just get your initial kind of thoughts on on what's been released the designs are you happy with things it? they're terrible change? they're there all goes. shit there he goes <laughs> there's a there's a fan one as well there's a, uh, there's another one. Oh yeah there's one with all the fans on it yeah is that yeah. not part of the sport no it's not um because I remember the supporters club asked everyone to submit pictures themselves for that artwork. Are you um, on there? I did submit a photo, but I don't know. I, I was ch- I was chatting to is it Ruben who, who designed it? Mm. Uh, Ruben Dangor. Uh, I was chatting to him about it. He's he hand draws everything. Um. But anyway. Um. Yeah. I I really like the wraps. Um. My favorite one undoubtedly is the hybrid. I think that's really nice. Um, it's hard to gauge what it's going to look like until it's up. You know, I think some like I think you, you said to me, is it is it a bit busy? Mm. Um, I think it's one of those where like, yeah, I, I quite like it. Like at the same time, it would have been nice to maybe be a bit more symmetrical in terms of having. Yeah, that, similar. That I that's what I the the thing that I, I look. I love them all individuals. But it's quite bold. So I could, you could also argue, you know what? I quite like they've they've sort of done something a bit different and been a bit there and a bit like you know we're going to do something a bit different and why you know what why not? Why not? I agree. And it, and again, it's hard to to have a, you know an opinion on what it's what you think until you actually see it on the stadium. It could look absolutely immense, to be honest with you. And like I said, I love all of the designs. I love how we've come about the designs uh, but like you I would have liked a little bit more maybe symmetry uh maybe a little bit cleaner there was a big part of me as well that i would probably liked maybe i'm a bit modern maybe a bit boring but some electronic screens um some big ones on the outside where you couldn't you could do change. that why because of the flats the, the, light, the light pollution look at you bringing the knowledge yeah you're welcome yeah that's good knowledge steve i like that to be fair, like, uh, yeah, I, I would agree. That would have been um, like the Alliance. Yeah. Like they they built those, those ugly flats, and they are ugly. Mm. The ones right by, not across the rail tracks, the ones right by the, um, the away end. Yeah, and they're kind of behind where the Tony Adams statue is. Yes, there, aren't they? Yeah. No, no, the other end. Oh, there's some at the other end as well? Yeah. What's at the other end there? Is that offices? Flats. Flats. Or flats. Yeah, um, I think it's really cool design. And obviously the, the show that they put on, they got everybody involved in it as well yesterday. Obviously had a lot of the, the old players back and you know, supporters that were involved in the design. I thought they put on a really good show. Um, and the unveiling was was really well done, wasn't it? It was cool. Um, it'll be, it will be great to see it um, live. I'm, I'm just got, I've got the designs here, actually. Like, I actually really like the 1886 one. Just, just that. It's real yeah. simple. Really yeah. bold, really love that. Um, the ones with the cannons are great. 
the trophies when they're pulling them. They're just they're very they're, they're very different. Um, I like the fact that it, they've sort of gone a down more of like an artistic route with it. Mm. Oh, actually, not I'd love. I love the little subtle touches on the the hybrid stuff. Yeah, if you look at you know if you look yeah. at the back four, the old back mm. four, they've all got their arm in the air. Such a synonymous symbol of that famous back four. It was take a step up, put your arm in the air. We all, if you've seen the film, um, like what was the film called? Nick Hornby. Vinovich. You know he's training that into his school side. You know, step up, put your arm in the air. So that's there. Also, one of my favourite images or memories of Arsene Wenger is they've taken the still from him being stood in front of the away fans at White Hart Lane. That's the image. Yeah. And then down at his feet, or right next to him is a, an invincible trophy, which nobody else has. So it's, it's those it, little things, which they've just, you know, as an away supporter, when you see these, whether you pick up on it or not, we know they're there. They're there to be shown. And, you know, that's our history. That's, that's what defines the club. It's what a lot of us are proud of. It's what a lot of us have memories about. So the fact that they've managed to put it in, in unique little ways like that, I, I really like it. I think it's a great touch. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I was wondering, you know, like the below where the, the wraps go, they, there's like the silver outer shell of the ground, mm. but they've got like the players sort of drawn onto the wall. Yeah. I'm hoping they'll, they'll upgrade that as well because that is literally all really faded. Yeah, down at the bottom you're talking about. Yeah, because it's proper. It needs it, it proper needs a bit of TLC, especially yeah. if you, you, know, you spend all this time and effort on these you know, new wraps. For the stadium, I, I hopefully that they'll, they'll do uh, do that as well. <laughs> I was laughing the other day actually. I was listening back to last week's podcast, and when you talked about you know if we have like too many statues, it'd be like a giant chess set. <laughs> Maybe like little toy did, soldiers just knocking around make, outside the stadium. It made me ch- uh, chuckle. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see it on the stadium, definitely in person uh, when I come over to my next home fixture in, in February. Uh, so it'll all be up. And we'll be able to see it. Um, and yeah, I think it'll be one of those sort of things that will probably grow on me over time as well. Just like the Emirates did. Great stadium, but it was, I remember when we first opened it, it was just a concrete bowl. There was no character to that stadium whatsoever when we first moved in. Uh, and the arsenalization is something which has taken a lot of time. And I think it's that's also a reflection on us considering the Emirates as home. And I think that's really only happened in the last couple of years. Mm. And that's thanks to you know Arteta and the the executive team and what they've built on the pitch, you know, how they've reconnected with the fans. Everything's just kind of, it's funny, isn't it? Everything's just kind of coming together. And I'm just hoping that there's going to be a massive crescendo at the end of the year. Um, Hopefully. At the end of the season. That would be fantastic. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you talk about like, you know, making a making place feel like home. It's, it's not always necessarily, um, you know, a physical thing, is it? It's more emotionally, you know, making it a place that you're, you know, that you familiar familiarize with with home, because um, the Emirates hasn't really changed inside. It's yeah, mm. but bits so and it bobs. Is, bits and bobs, bobs, but it, it just feels more like I think like that's just you know there's that kind of togetherness and that excitement around the club. Um, yeah. I was I was at Newcastle and they've got tables in there now, surrounded dotted around the little benches in the in the concourse. Is there like a bench like you'd find like a beer garden sort of thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Gets the back walls, yeah. That's not a bad idea. No, it gets pretty busy in there anyway. So I'm surprised. There's only like two in the corner. So you know what? That would be a great idea. I I guess it's to have a stadium, especially. You couldn't have loads, but it'd be good if you could have like a line of them. So you could just kind of sit sit down, have a beer in the concourse. Basically, uh, an Arsenal Oktoberfest style in the stadium. Basically, that's what that's what you're saying. That'd be cool. Would be cool, especially when we do get one free. Buy one, get one free beers as well. We'd all be there um, having a great time. That's for sure. Yeah. But look, I guess probably time to wrap it up there, Steve. Uh, obviously, really appreciate your time coming on to the show this evening. As always, it's an absolute pleasure and not a chore. Um, as always, not though, we would... <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure, never a chore. As always, though, we'd just like to thank you guys for taking the time to tune in and listen to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you do enjoy the show, please do leave us a review. We greatly appreciate it. We'll be back after the Spurs game, hopefully feeling uh, nice and rosy after a 4-0 away victory 
that would be sweet, wouldn't it? But look, until then, look after yourselves, look after each other, and catch you on the next one. Bye. 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 Bye.